Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Tech Tour podcast. I'm Ivana and today I'm gonna talk with uh, the CEO of Solarstone about his entrepreneurial journey. I'm here with Silver Ednik from Solarstone and he's here to tell us the story of Solarstone. Can you start with introducing yourself and telling me a bit more about your current position at the company and about Solarstone itself? Uh, well, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, yeah, my name is Silver. Uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, Solarstone. Uh, we are a clean tech uh, scale-up company based in Estonia. The company was founded back in 2015 with a strong mission building integrated solar. It should become a true game changer in the prop tech industry. We were and, and uh, still are quite driven uh, by the by the idea that uh, utilizing uh, building skins in a contemporary fashion it would help us overcome uh, many sustainability challenges uh, in construction business and uh, maintain the aesthetics of uh, modern architects. So uh, when we look at uh, recent uh, rooftop uh, solar initiatives uh, elaborated by the EU, then uh, I think we're on the right path as building integrated solar is becoming an integrated part of renewable policies. And SourceStone wants to be one of the leaders in that segment. I heard that you recently got an investment, 10 million investment, so you're progressing on this path already. We are. This is such great news. And uh, we have one signature question that uh, we like to ask our guests, and it is, uh, what keeps you up at night? Um, yeah, you did mention the, the capital raise, and, and um, exactly, it could have been the protracted capital raise campaign uh, not too many months ago. I totally felt the buzz uh, staying up late and having shortlisted the first uh, investors. And all of a sudden, it just uh, went rather hectic uh, when no one was really in position uh, to lead and anchored around. And I think I regained my normal sleep patterns uh, when we found the investor biofuel uh, this January uh, that was committing uh, 100% of our capital needs. And then that's how I regained my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was up uh, all night was actually last Wednesday uh, during our uh, Sourcestone summer days. Uh, when we were making future plans with my team. Uh, so those discussions were quite passionate. So we didn't really sleep much. So we should expect some more great things coming up from Sourstone, I guess, uh, after this uh, meeting. Yeah, for sure. Can you tell me about your product and what problem it's solving and what, especially what makes it unique? Where we do uh, two things, we produce uh, custom size IP protected two-in-one uh, rooftop solar modules ourselves. And at the same time, we uh, render already existing top performance solar panels into roofing products. So these are in essence two very different business models, uh, but we try to uh, bring them together. So in a nutshell, building integrated solar in, in itself is actually not that novel concept that one might think. For instance, back in 2017, uh, we were visiting one of the major tile manufacturers in the UK, trying to uh, yeah, introduce our products to them. Uh, but we instantly realized that uh, very similar concepts uh, in, uh, in solar 
and in particular roof uh, tile integration. They had already ended up in a museum, so that was quite fun uh, understanding. So, yeah, back in the days, uh, these tile interlocking modules were super expensive and over-engineered. And our aim was to produce uh, modules uh, as efficiently as possible. And, uh, and really the scalable part of source, I think it was back in 2019 uh, when we said many European uh, solar makers had already uh, given uh, up on uh, producing uh, solar modules in the EU. And it had become increasingly difficult to compete with the Asian uh, solar makers. And yeah, we thought, okay, uh, let's not fight them, uh, but take advantage of those uh, top performance uh, solar modules. And that's how the concept of ClickOn was born. Uh, we're not just a solar mounting system, but a full roof concept uh, with a growing ecosystem uh, for our customers and partners. And then that's where our focus uh, mainly is these days. And the ClickOn technology enables us to move beyond the uh, residential uh, solar segment and enter more utility scale projects, for instance, with carports and, and uh, solar PVC halls. I think that's where the uniqueness of our concept lies. Okay, it sounds pretty unique. So what yeah. you're doing. When did you start with SolarStorm and where are you on your road to achieve your ambition? As Boring it might, uh, might sound uh, as a typical startup. We did not start in a garage, but actually it was a, a back office of one recently closed diner where we assembled the first prototypes and experimented with rather uh, toxic uh, components. And yeah, I was just a guy working on the visuals and amassing different government uh, grants uh, for a promising uh, startup. Yeah, so that was my goal. Might and might this uh, to other co-founders. They were uh, busy partnering up with, uh, with the right subcontractors and material providers. And, and yeah, there was nothing really too fancy about that time. Uh, a lot of bootstrapping and, and pivoting and, uh, and yeah, it was fun and, and uh, quite tedious at the same time. But yeah, we were lucky enough to have uh, our first paying customers, I believe it was within four months into our operations, which is quite exceptional. But yeah, it tells a story about Estonia itself, uh, as we think Estonia truly is the best place to start a company, be it hardware or software company. Mm -hmm. And our Estonian customers are really willing to accept you doing the R&D on their private roofs. So that's, that's they're really yeah, ex uh, accepting this sort of approach and, and we're truly grateful for that. And now, yeah, this summer, having secured investment uh, to fuel the growth, uh, I think we're just in the, uh, in the limelight with good amount of exposure, uh, the right products. And, and, and yeah, our customers from, um, from the U US to Slovakia, they, they seem to love it. The future looks bright. And you also mentioned that you installed your 700th roof, which is also, which is great. Really amazing news. Yeah, but on a global scale, it's it's really nothing. But uh, but yeah, it, it might seem big, but but yeah, there's a long way to go. 
but this means that you have more room to grow. Uh, exactly, exactly. And in, in five years, we plan to install at least 10,000 joules per year. So that's our, our goal. Sounds great, <laughs> really. Can you share a story of a client using your product and how it influenced them? What was the result from it? Well, uh, um, I think the best story comes from my father who was initially one of the biggest renewable skeptics uh, one would encounter. And yeah, four years ago, we built a house uh, for him and for my mom. And we fitted some eight kilowatts of source stone solar array on it. And if you take the uh, take away the, the price of tiles uh, on the south-facing section and related uh, labor costs, we were down to eight to 9,000 euro investment. Four years now into live production, solar production, and then we are annually uh, even steven on the costs, uh, which would have been roughly seven to eight hundred uh, euros per year if we had not uh, gone solar. So given the current trends and electricity prices, uh, we see that the payback time shall be no longer than seven, eight years max. We'll and sure. I think that's a, that's a really good result. So I think um, really converting my dad <laughs> was really the, the, the biggest success story and, and, uh, and the biggest challenge really to overcome. And yeah. one customer at a time. <laughs> it's good when your family supports you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. it's nice that you managed to convert him and that he, he's a proud owner now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about the, the investment, how it happened, or if you have some other bigger achievements up to date? Well, there are a lot of uh, milestones, but I think being awarded for the breakthrough innovation at the InterSolar in Munich this year, mm -hmm. the biggest solar event globally there is, I think that's really the, the biggest compliment to, to SolarStone. And yeah, what really caught the attention of the jury was the simplicity of click-on technology and, uh, and which brings really uh, new, exciting use cases for solar. I think this is really the, uh, one of the biggest achievements alongside the 700 plus uh, roofs installed. That's amazing. And when did you apply for it? Was the process very difficult or long? No, it was actually quite lean and, uh, and mean. So, uh, yeah, the, the whole concept or the idea was really easily picked up. And then uh, it's, uh, we got a lot of attention with the, with the product. And yeah, being on stage was quite an achievement for us. So uh, everyone in Sourstone really recognized it. Coming back to this, what was the tipping point that made you a doer? Well, <laughs> there's a, again a story about my dad. Uh, and I think it's it's really in my in my blood. Um, my my father decided to become an entrepreneur after the collapse of the uh, Soviet Union uh, in the early nineties. Ever since I was I don't know ten eleven, uh, he pretty much engaged me in every single successful and at times not too successful business cases. And I think the liberty to determine your own fate. And and, uh, and pace is something I learned from my dad. And then, yeah, stepping out uh, of your comfort zone and uh, 
building the company with like-minded co-founders and partners is something I definitely definitely do not regret. It's been hard, but eventually, yeah, we all understand where we are heading, and um, and yeah, we have the goal in front of us. So that's that's really having the like-minded people on board. So that's I think the most crucial element when building a company. Yeah, it helps a lot to progress um, and achieve your goals when you have like-minded people. And how do you see Sourstone making um, a difference in the future? Um, Well, we're actually starting to put together our uh, very first ESG document. Uh, So the future building process is very much an ongoing thing. And I'm not really sure where we necessarily end up. And that's what really excites me. And it also kind of thickens the plot, not knowing what sort of crises or challenges uh, are out there for us to solve. All I know is that in, in 10 years, Sourstone shall still stand for green uh, transition and uh, cutting-edge solar solutions, be it residential or commercial projects. We are always monitoring developments uh, and listening to what our customers and policymakers are telling us. So, so always adapting and and um, yeah, going with the flow. And there are so many exciting and promising developments out there. So uh, we try to uh, be on board and and uh, in sync with the developments. It's so good that you have this growth mindset and that you're learning to adapt so fast because there are a lot of crises going around. So it's good to, to have this as a part of the beliefs of your company. How is the current situation impacting your business? Yeah, if you can tell me a bit more about it. Well, the yeah, there are different crises at play at the same time. So, so I believe uh, everyone who is engaged in, in hardware business uh, knows very well how the uh, provisioning of different materials is actually playing out. So it's it's a very challenging environment to be in. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, with the recent investment, uh, I think we've been able to secure uh, yeah a lot of modules, a lot of materials. So we're quite well prepared for the future. And then at the same time, we're seeing um, without doing much advertisement, uh, we're seeing a lot of leads coming in and uh, really organically. Yeah, the pipeline is is, is, uh, is really strong. But of course, on the other hand, we can see what sort of grid uh, access restrictions there are across uh, Europe. And so that the whole infrastructure is is quite under heavy stress uh, these days and and yeah so there is a sort of a lag there's demand but uh, as we're seeing here in Estonia for instance there are a lot of people interested in uh, building integrated solar or solar as a whole but uh, but yeah you don't get to put your solar array on, on your roof so you cannot really switch it on so to say so it's it's quite uh, quite hard so there are a lot of impediments and uh, regulatory impediments as well out there so, so this is something that we uh, take very seriously and that's why we do a lot of lobbying as well and then explain uh, to policymakers uh, what sort of challenges there are in uh, adopting cutting edge 
solar technologies uh, that we're providing. So yeah, this is really the whole landscape is is quite full of different dangers and and uh, and obstacles. But we try to navigate in those in those waters. Yeah, and you have to work uh, quite well with the government for this to to work out. One last question: have, How have you benefited from the tech tour events and activities, and what do you consider is the best asset of uh, tech tours activities? Actually, I'm totally new to this ecosystem, uh, Tektor ecosystem, and actually, it's my very first time really being in a podcast, and um, and actually never been to a, a podcast before. So I'm really grateful that you picked me up. Uh, so let's consider this piece as my very per, uh, very personal development element, yeah. uh, being able to uh, to uh, speak to the audience. But I think the investment story has been for us really the something that uh, maybe maybe some of your listeners find uh, resemblance or some yeah. takeaways from it. Most, if you want to hear a word of advice someone who is really uh, amidst a uh, fundraising campaign then it's it's really um, one cannot really let fundraising become a habit in itself so that's something uh, that i find important and it's not really the investors that seek returns so family friends uh, so it all needs to make sense for everyone around you and uh, and if you're a wreck and always scared up for another round, then you lose the whole fun of it. And one really needs to sit back and enjoy the achievements, however small or big they are. So that's my words of wisdom out of this process. It's a really great advice. And I think there are more people that are in your shoes and in your place now. So it would be really useful. Is there something else you'd like to tell that I didn't ask you about? Let me see. Um, yeah, yeah. never lose. Maybe again, um, just recently, um, having experienced the, the, the whole pain and, and, uh, and, and fun part of the, the fundraising again, it's that if something is not really working, go back to the board and um, rethink or pivot your your pitch deck. So that's something that we did, I think, five times. Because for, for us, really, the four first decks really didn't stick. Let's say just half a year ago, we did manage to uh, round up uh, several prop tech investors from Poland, Germany, Holland, US. But the lead investor was not really at sight. Eventually, everyone seemed kind of undecided. So that was really the frustrating part for us. At one point, we understood that by not telling the story of SolarStone as a software company, so it's always people mix up, are we a hardware company or a software company? So it's actually, we had, uh, we did not put enough emphasis that we're actually doing things differently. Mm-hmm. And without the software com- uh, component, uh, we were not just convincing enough. So by shifting the focus and expanding the uh, value proposition for the investors, the uh, the whole story seemed to make uh, much more sense. With the software component, there were a lot of new mini narratives uh, from customer acquisition to sales processes, BIM models we had developed uh, 
satellite, satellite data modeling that we're now working on, different calculators. And eventually there was just one single Estonian VC we had to convince. So uh, it was a major turning point for us. And all of a sudden we didn't really have to think about small tickets, but just one big one. That's quite an exceptional mix of luck. Uh, being at the right time, at the right place, with the right investor. And uh, and I, I think, I believe not too many companies fundraising this summer have that luxury telling a similar story. So, but... For sure, yeah. yeah. And But it also involved quite a lot of work uh, from what I can hear and reworking the presentation and the way you communicate what you're doing. Luck comes after hard work also. Well, That's thank true. you very much for joining the podcast.